Greetings from College Park. Apparently there's a bear loose once again around this area. Um, yeah, we gotta stop building apartments and uh, houses in bear territory. Can we please stop that? I'm pretty sure there's plenty of room, there's plenty of empty buildings, you know, that are available for some fixing up. I don't mind that more people are moving here, but we gotta we gotta stop taking more from nature because I we've had a bear in Lake Eola. There's a bear in the apartment complex where my parents live that's still roaming around, and there's another bear in College Park. That's that's way too many bears, guys. We we gotta find some solutions here. But either way, I wanted to comment about. Uh, I'm going to start the conversation with some sports stuff and nobody listens to this to begin with. And there's less of a chance that those that do listen is going to want to hear something about sports, but I'm going to start it off with this. And so the NBA, the national basketball association is trying to make their regular season. That's already way too long more interesting. So they created an in-season tournament that's going to run from November to December, which is an a time period in which the basketball players, to be quite blunt, do not give a shit. To the basketball players, to most of them, the season doesn't really start until Christmas Day. That's when the interesting matchups happen. That's when the season, they feel like, really starts. But for the first month and a half, it's just no sensation. There's no effort to to give a damn. And Adam Silver wants them to give a damn. So he created this little tournament thing, this European-style tournament. And the incentive is just cash prices. And I'm not saying that the basketball players don't deserve it, but they are already paid significantly good money. And they can make significantly good money off of commercials, advertisements, and, you know, businesses that they're going to open under their name to make more money, right? We're at an age where celebrities can just plaster their name on a product and it'll make fantastic money. Ryan Reynolds sold some freaking alcohol gin, I think it is, for like $500 million. It's crazy how much money exists in this country. But either way... A cash incentive for winning a pointless tournament in the end of November. And the reason why it has such little bite is because Adam Silver didn't want to expand it and spend the money and the resources to actually give some depth to this tournament and open it to some lower level leagues, which is precisely what makes the European tournaments so intriguing because uh, the European Cup, the one that he was modeling this tournament after, it doesn't involve just the professional teams in the top tier. It involves like five, six tiers of soccer teams. And it gives these little tiny teams a chance to defeat the Giants. And I'm pretty sure that Adam Silver does not want the opportunity for some team in Lakeland or Rhode Island to defeat the Lakers. Because that would hurt his brand. Because the NBA is all about the image. It's all about the image of the players and the teams. And Adam doesn't want to disrupt that. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to threaten the money. And this is essentially the thesis. 
is there are some wild decisions being made because they're focused on the money and they're not focused on the quality. And we're going to discuss Disney World's 100, you know, Disney's 100 year anniversary. We're discussing the celebration, the Disney 100 thing. Are they even celebrating it? Is there anything really going on right now? Is there any dedication? No, they just plaster it. They're just selling the merchandise. There's no love. There's no attempt to add some depth, some weight to it because they just want to just throw it out there to make some extra money. And the opportunity to really make this something special, it's there. And similar to that to the that dumb NBA tournament that nobody's going to care about, the potential is right there. The solution is right there. But the powers they be, the executives, don't want to spend the time to give it at, you know, some additional thought. They just threw it out there. And that's what the Disney 100 is to me. I don't, it doesn't feel like they're celebrating anything. And I'm sure that it's, part of it is because there's been a change in bosses as it's gone from Chapek back to Iger. And Iger is cleaning house and he had to close the Star Wars hotel. He's fighting that, you know, that prick that's running Florida, Ron DeSantis. But there is enough money and resources that he could have still done something special with it. The Walt Disney Company is kind of separating itself from the fact that it was initially a cinematic product. Disney made its money. It made its fame and fortune off of film, off of cinema, off of the motion picture. That is where the money comes from. The theme parks were a giant gamble that paid off ultimately. But for the most part, the bread and butter came from the movies. And I cannot believe that they're only showing like four films in the theater, that they're bringing back to the theater, when they have dozens of films to choose from. Dozens of films that millennials, Gen Zs, I hate using these terms, but people essentially born in the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s, they didn't have the opportunity to watch older movies like Peter Pan, Cinderella, Fantasia, Sleeping Beauty, The Jungle Book, Fox and the Hound. They didn't have a chance to see these movies in theaters. Some of these films are incredible visual works of art and would be amazing in theaters, especially uh, Peter Pan, especially Sleeping Beauty, which is one of the most beautifully animated films ever made, by the way. And even some of the live-action films deserve a chance to be brought back into the spotlight in celebration of the Disney 100. Disney would not be Disney today without Mary Poppins, for example. Mary Poppins made gangbusters. Disney would not be Disney today without The Jungle Book, which also made fantastic money. That was such a success story, it was nearly nominated for Best Picture. Gregory Peck uh, infamously... uh, he quit the uh, the guild um, because they did not want to animate. They didn't want to nominate an animated film for Best Picture. But Jungle Book was one of the best films released in the year it came out. It was like 1967. So many great films. And so many films that flopped that could have a second chance 
at, you know, at being brought back into theaters and making some money and getting the praise it deserves. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of fans of Treasure Planet who definitely did not show up the first time because that movie flopped miserably. The Emperor's New Groove also infamously flopped, and that is one of the five greatest Disney animated movies of all time. I will argue this to the death. And think about bringing back Mulan, bring back Big Hero 6. Uh, that one's one of the newer ones, but that one's still a fantastic movie. Bring back Zootopia because nobody apparently people did not learn the lessons of Zootopia the first time that came out in 2016. That was a warning guys. Y'all did not take the warning seriously. And we ended up with Trump. Watch the movie again, learn the lessons this time, but there's so many great movies that have existed in the Disney lexicon that exists in the Disney banner that should have been brought back into theaters. Why didn't they release them in order for like one or two weeks to celebrate the year? You could have started with Snow White. You could have started with, you know, maybe Dumbo and Pinocchio and worked your, worked all the way up to the most recent films. There's just so much you could have done. Even if you don't want to release them in theaters, why didn't you have like a special presentation where everybody can watch can watch the movie on Disney Plus and can react to it in real time? And have like special interviews and and have special like sing-alongs maybe. There's just so much you could have done. But Disney didn't do any of it. Disney just kind of threw this out there. And they're wondering why Disney Plus is not making money. Because there's no, there's no social, there's no social value to Disney Plus. There isn't this togetherness factor that exists in, you know, some other forms of streaming media. Disney just put a bunch of shit together, put it in a package, and they expected people to just pay for it, and that's it. There is no attempt to really elevate the products that they have. And it's so disappointing because Disney owns so much stuff now. They own 20th Century Fox's entire catalog, and they have not utilized it at all. They have all the Disney animated films, almost all of them, all of them, Song of the South, will remain missing. But they have them all available in Disney+, Plus, and there is no attempts to celebrate it, to feature them, to have it front and center for people to watch together. There's just so much they could have done. And it's very disappointing that, you know, corporate Disney continues winning against creative Disney in within the past decade, pretty much. It's just extremely disappointing. Why not put Oliver and Company back in theaters? Why not give the great mouse detective an opportunity to go back into theaters? Bring back Aladdin. Bring back the... I mean, Lion King is coming back. But what about Hunchback of Notre Dame? Give that movie another chance. There's just, you know, I'm a Disney fan. I grew up on Disney. You know, living in Florida, you kind of have to grow up with Disney. And there's just so many great movies that deserve a shot in theaters, you know, for new generations of people to watch. And it's there's nothing happening. So many great live-action Disney films uh, that are just completely forgotten because they're just buried in Disney+. Plus, Just completely lost in there. Disney has Zorro movies. They have the Swiss Family Swiss Family Robinson. 
they had a live-action Treasure Island that was actually pretty good. The Muppets Treasure Island's a gem. They own the Muppets. Where's the Muppets being brought back into theaters? Come on now. Jim Henson deserves better than to see what's happened to his, you know, to his creations. Just being buried. It's just, it's so disappointing. Don Bluth has a bunch of movies that are now owned by Disney that deserves another chance as well. There's just so many things you can put out there. I know the Don Bluth and, you know, that one may not be the best best example because it's not under, you know, the Disney official lineup of animated films. But what I'm saying is there's just so much product that Disney owns and they have not utilized it at all. They just put it in that streaming service and just expected people to show up. There is no love. There's no desire to appreciate what properties they own. And a part of that is because they don't want to pay the residuals. And the residuals are already pennies to the dollar. And this is why everybody's on strike in Hollywood because these giant corporations just don't care anymore. They're not run by people who love film. They're run by people who love money. And it's it's extremely disappointing. And yes, Hollywood has always been capitalist. It has always been a, you know, a, a system that enjoys its money. But there used to be significantly more people that legitimately loved film that had that wielded power in California. And it just feels like it's just not there anymore. It's truly disappointing. And the Disney 100, like, this is barely a celebration. We should be doing so much more. We should have the 100 years of Disney characters, like, plastered all over the parks. Where's that? The theme parks just feel so lifeless. There's no celebration for them. I would love to see Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros on the big screen. That'd be awesome to watch. And if you gotta update the rating because of smoking and because of, you know, some of the cultural stereotypes, yes, update the ratings, fine. But they still deserve a chance to be brought back into theaters. They still deserve their shot. There's so many great movies. So many wonderful movies. So many talented people who poured their hearts out to make these things and they're just not being appreciated the you know part of the reason why soccer is such a success story you know football why it's such a success story in Europe is because people pour their hearts and souls to preserving the quality of that sport the quality of that game You know, even if you're a very rich club, your success is not guaranteed, unlike what happens here in North America. There's profit sharing that happens in the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball. In soccer, yeah, the big clubs normally are going to stay in the top tier, but it's never guaranteed. It isn't because of the, you know, the promotion and relegation system. And for the NBA to pretend like, oh, this is an this is a tournament inspired by what happens in in England and Europe, no, that's not an inspiration. You're copying the bare the bare bones of what these tournament of what those tournaments are. 
But you, you're not capturing the heart, the soul, and the quality of it. Because you're just focused on the money. So, I know that the NBA, this thing is unrelated to what's happening in Disney. But it's essentially the same message. Is you have the product. You have the opportunity to really do something special. And you won't do it. Because of money. This is why the NBA is never, ever going to even come close to the quality and the, you know, and the profit, profit, oh my God, I can't talk. But it's, that's why the NBA cannot even come close to the quality and the popularity and the profitability of Major League Baseball, the NFL, because those leagues do a much better job preserving the quality of their sport and knowing what changes should be made. Yeah, Rob Manfred's the worst in baseball, but he has, you know, I have to admit he has thrown in some good ideas. Adam Silver, and the other reason I make this connection is because Adam Silver was considered, who is the, you know, the leader of the NBA, he was considered to be the, uh, the eventual replacement for Bob Iger, and... Iger signed on for a few more years. So it's as if he saw what Silver is doing to the NBA. He's like, ah, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> I don't want that. And I don't know how much of Disney 100's failures to really do something falls on Iger because he had to take over. And I don't even think it's been a year. I'm not sure if it's been a year. But he had to take over a company that was floundering. He had to take over a Walt Disney company that was getting punched by politicians. That was getting, you know, mauled by terrible release dates and box office flops. So I don't know how much of this you can really pin on Iger. But if Iger really cared, if Iger really wanted to, he'd still he'd still set out to do some of these things. And if you don't want to even celebrate a nationwide, then at least California and Florida deserve to celebrate these films. There are so many awesome local movie theaters you could use within Florida to to show some of these films. There's just a lot you can do. And it's just disappointing. And it just speaks to why everyone's on strike in California and why the future of film continues being in, you know, in limbo. And it's not because of the rise of streaming. It's because the companies that own the intellectual properties and own most of Hollywood do not care. They don't care about the concept and the magic that of filmmaking. They just throwing shit out there pretty much. Look what's happened to the MCU. It's just they're throwing out they're throwing unfinished films in theaters like Black Panther and the latest Ant-Man are movies that clearly needed more time in the editing department, especially concerning the special effects. But they're just throwing them out there because they're just trying to get a quick buck. And it's disappointing. And I hope that in the future there are legitimate cinephiles, legitimate fans of movies running the shows running these companies or at least running the movie you know the movie branch of these companies um but yeah happy 100th to, to disney <laughs> uh at the end of the day i'm still gonna go to the parks i'm still gonna watch the movies on i'm still gonna sign up to disney plus 
It is what it is. I can't say no to having access to all the Simpsons episodes and all the Disney movies. But I can also be disappointed that they're not being utilized to its full potential. Whether it be being brought into movie screens or whether it be, you know, having some additional love within the Disney Plus, you know, streaming service itself. There are so many good movies that have not been watched by enough people. Fox and the Hound is one example of a movie that I think not enough people have watched. And that movie broke my heart into a thousand pieces. It is so, so good. Has such a, such a profoundly good lesson. And I think movies like that deserve more attention and focus. Instead of just being background noise or just being part of a list of movies that's available on a streaming service. But I hope all of you are doing well. Watch a movie. Donate to a good politician, please. (laughs) You know, help your neighbor. Support the local economy. Have a great night. And if you're in Florida, keep an eye out for those bears. There's too many of them. Take care. Bye.